baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports by the Most podcast, where we just finished watching the third round of the Masters. And that theme song hopefully has been on your mind for the last three days. It's a melody we look so forward to with spring, even though it was like winter today at Augusta by watching the TV. I think it was warmer here in Toledo than it might have been at the Masters. Um, and they definitely looked like they were freezing for sure. It was, it was fun. It was good to see some carnage. And Stephen and I both said they would never last a day up here at the Frostbite Open at South Toledo Golf Course in December of every year, that's for sure. Oh, a bunch of babies. <laughs> Scotty had to have his vest pull over Nike jacket every shot. That definitely did not keep him warm. We, we took a shot every time he, they showed him on TV putting that on. So we are highly intoxicated and can barely Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. rushed into the hospital after this. Yeah. Stomach's pumped. That had to be um, the, the scene of the day. I mean, I, they literally showed us putting put it At least on. 15 to 20 times. Oh, my God. That was just in the first couple holes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so the third round is over with. And I think the thing that's going to be uh, we were sending some reminders out throughout the last couple of days. And I think if we really go back to last night's reminders or day two's comments, I think that kind of hit the nail on the head, folks, right off the bat. I mean, world number one is either going to um, make this an exciting weekend or a snooze fest. And I think that 18th hole kind of made it a little more exciting. Scotty getting lucky, pull hooking it into an unplayable lie, getting free, well, not free relief, but getting relief to be able to get it on the green and just make a bogey. So we got a three-shot lead. A stress-free bogey, too. It wasn't like he had to make, like, a 10-footer for bogey on a hole where he, I don't get it. I mean, he hit it so far left. He got so lucky. They're lucky they found it. And... After the shot he hit yesterday on 18 that went as equally as far to the right and somehow got a miraculous break, um, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's definitely definitely going to be, I think, exciting now. And, and the problem is, and I think I said this on day one's notes, um, that 18th hole, yeah, I put here, one last thought, the 18th hole tee shot is without question the toughest tee shot on the course, could play a big role in who wins. And really, Scotty Scheffler probably could have gone double-double these last two days on 18 and somehow miraculously gets out with par par bogey. So um, it really is. It's become the hardest tee shot in golf right now. I mean, guys are hitting it left, right, off trees into the fairway. Some are are nailing it right down the center, but it's become, I think, the toughest hole in golf right now, that 18th, especially off the tee. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but... I mean, yeah. he got he got a good break, and he took advantage of it, and only made a bogey. Yep, it's all about scoring, and that's what he's doing. He's just making scores and hitting bombs down the fairway, and just playing playing good golf, and you know he is surviving. Number one, yeah. they were mentioning here on the telecast, Ian Woosnam, Fred Couples, Tiger Woods, all players that won as number one in the world coming in and and getting the victory. The problem is, I have a hunch most normal golf fans or casual golf fans really know nothing about him. He's won three times since the Super Bowl, since Super Bowl Sunday. He's world number one, and he's going to go head-to-head with the second hottest golfer in the world, Cameron Smith from Australia, who just won the Players' Championship. I think he made like 34 birdies in the opening tournament of the year in Hawaii. I mean, we got the number one player in the world, the number six player in the world, three shots, it's, I do think, going to be neck-to-neck. I think it's going to be an unbelievable finish. Unfortunately, I think for most casual golf fans, 
they're thinking of it as a snooze fest because they just don't know the two names. But I yeah. think one of them's going to definitely, one of them's going to win. We already know that. There's no one else in this field that can win this thing right now. Um, it's a two-horse race, and they're two of the best, without question, they're the hottest players in the world and really probably are numbers one and two in the world right now. I mean, I think John Rahm's number two or something, but there's no doubt Cameron Smith and Scotty Scheffler are the two best players in the world right now and how exciting that they're going to go head-to-head at the Masters. But unfortunately, I think most people will be like, oh. Yeah, a lot of people don't, probably don't know either <laughs> of them because they haven't really been like majorly successful big names for very long. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler is very young, and so are... I mean, Cam Smith's pretty young, but I would say Scotty's kind of come on the, come into the radar a lot um, quicker. Cam Smith's been around a little bit longer, been a, not a household name for long, and I don't know if he still is yet, but definitely will be after this week. Um, they both have great short games. I mean, that's going to be the neat thing about yeah, the two of them. They're just scoring. Games. They're not. I wouldn't say like they're the greatest golfers in the. I don't even think they're the greatest. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're the greatest golfers in the tournament. But I think they're just scoring right now. I mean, you know, and again, Cam Smith double bogeyed 18 on Thursday. Again, bad tee shot. This this 18th hole is unbelievable. Um, again, yeah, not the biggest names in golf, but they are the two best players. I, I think they are the two best players in the field. I think they're the two best players in the game right now. Um, <clears throat> they're hitting good shots. They can get up and down. I think Scotty Scheffler's a better iron player. Um, Cam Smith, though, can get up and down from the I think Cam Smith is a lot more straightforward. Um, Scheffler's a lot more erratic. Yeah, he reminds me of Jordan Spieth. I think he, he hits, uh, Cam Smith hits the ball so straight. I mean, the ball, I mean, he says he's going to hit it three yards right of the pin. He hits it three yards right of the pin, and he and it, maybe it draws a yard. I mean, Scheffler is doing a little twirl and dance when he swings, and but it works. Yeah, Brando Swing your swing, and if it works, it works. Brando Shambly talked about it, I think, the other night on the Golf Channel, that one of the reasons he didn't think Cam Smith could win was because his miss is a hook. And you can get yourself into some trouble hooking the ball here at Augusta National, even though it's supposedly a drawer's golf course. If you start snapping or hooking the ball, you can get yourself in some really bad places. Um, but that's when he does miss it. Like you said, he's pretty straight. But when he does, that seems to be his tendency miss. And Scotty Shuffler is supposed to be the opposite. He pushes the ball when he, with his miss. But again, uh, you can see it a couple of times. Scotty Shuffler um, got a little erratic, really starting on that 13 tee. He hit that kind of wild-looking swing way out to the right. Oh, yeah, he just takes that swing where he just, like, doesn't – takes, like, a – and just like yeah. I don't know, it's like a spin <laughs> dance twirl. He's like a uh, like a I don't even know what you call it, but I don't know. And then on fourteen, he hit a, a bad wedge. On fifteen, he got carried away and three putted. On sixteen, didn't really hit a good iron. On seventeen, he probably should have plugged in the bunker, but got a miraculous kick to bounce forward to a gimme range, basically. And then on eighteen, snapped. Not just snap. I mean, he just comes right over the top. Yeah, he just smothered it. I mean, yeah, I think he was trying to force a cut into there and just smothered it. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, to be honest with you, he played pretty shaky those last six holes. For him to get out of there, I don't know, just one over par or something, those last six is actually was pretty miraculous. Uh, yeah. he, he didn't play. And if Cam Smith doesn't miss that short putt on 16, um, it's just a two-shot lead. Yeah. So um, I think people should really appreciate it. I know you and I were just talking. We just want to see a back nine duel. I think it's going to set up that way. I think both are young guns. Both are 
could care less about anything. I think both want to to, to beat the brains out of the other one. It'll be a great um, President's Cup matchup later this year. Yeah, no, um, Cam Smith's going to be the man for the President's Cup for their team. And um, I guess him and Hideki. Yeah, that's about it. Scotty definitely um, is 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 obviously number one player in the world. So yeah, it it should be really interesting. You know, I think he's gonna be a name a lot of people know of, and you know, from here on out, I mean, he's gonna be a household name, especially for the Americans. I mean, a guy that's not been on the tour for that long. I mean, he's probably what twenty four, maybe. Yeah. So he's got a lot of years to do a lot of damage on the tour. I think the thing you got to look out for is Cameron Smith um, had a great round today under horrible weather conditions. On Thursday, I think he had double bogeys on one and 18, but had eight birdies in between. And we all know what Augusta National is going to do tomorrow. They're going to put those Sunday pin positions where eagles are out there and birdies are to be made. They're going to put that pin on two. It's going to be an eagle position. They're going to have that pin position on 13. They're going to have the easy pin position on 15. I'm sure they're going to move that tee up. 16, you're going to be able to feed that in. 18, yeah. you'll be able to feed it in up front. I mean, the Masters is going to give us what we want tomorrow, and it's just going to come down to Cam Smith. Can he make enough birdies? I think he could catch Scotty Scheffler, to be honest with you. With that being said, Scotty's putted the lights out of the golf ball. I mean, Ooh. he's missed a couple little ones maybe, but he's putted so well. Um you're going to get yourself a birdie fest, I think, tomorrow at the Masters. Supposed to be 70 lighter winds, the best day of the week. Course is going to dry out. Um, I think you're setting up for exactly what people want. I think people would want different golfers up there. I think they want Rory. They want Tiger and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth. They're not getting those golfers, but I think they're going to get a show for sure down the back nine tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think they're going to get a, they're definitely going to get a show between the two. Uh, with Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler, two young guns that are probably going to be <clears throat> two names, two faces in golf for you know at least a decade or two to come. Uh, they're just going to be it's going to be a real battle tomorrow. I think it's going to be a great show. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't let down. Hopefully both of them play well, and hopefully the winner comes out of those two. I can't imagine anybody else would win, but hopefully yeah. the winner comes out of the final group just because that's just the best way to have it. Looking at the leaderboard, M's minus four, so he's two back a second, five back a first. And you got Schwartzel, Lowry at two, Thomas, Connors at one. But um, you did pick um, Cameron Smith, I think, earlier in the week to win. I picked um, him before the I think we did kind of wonder about, I know you kind of wondered about Scotty and um, how he would fare, and obviously it just shows you, I guess. Well, he's just wild off it. I feel like he's wild in his ball striking, and I didn't think that would work around here. But whatever he's doing is working, so. I think at the end, the short game makes up for it. I mean, right off the bat at number one today, hit a great chip. That's what it really comes down to, it seems like, around Augusta. Jordan Speed did it, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. Even when Fred Couples won, they had great short games. Sergio Garcia, Olafabo. Um, those guys have short games, and I think around Augusta. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed is a great chipper, even when he doesn't cheat, doesn't need to cheat. Um, he really does have a great short game. So it is it is kind of interesting. Again, it does I, make it easier when you cheat, though. Well, it does. It like does. you're going to find out tomorrow. Well, you know. But so, if you can't lose, if you lose, but always cheat. That's true. So anyways, we'll make our prediction at the end here about what we think. But obviously the second, or probably even the bigger story of the week, whether people – 
want to hear it or not, it was Tiger Woods. He did come back. He did play. And um, on Thursday, showed everybody in the world that he is the best golfer of all time. He doesn't need to play. He doesn't need to practice, and he can still beat most of the big names. Thursday was not an easy day either. Goes out, shoots one under, and obviously has struggled a little bit. I think today, we talked about it when we were watching it, that yesterday at the end he had a chance for birdies at 15 and 16, and I think kind of deflated him a little bit. Yeah, no, it was... And I think just today, just took the air out of it. The uh, took the air out of whatever. I don't know. What the air out of the balloon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That. I mean, I just, mean, that's basically what it was. It was basically a blank tease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But again, the question is, it shows you. Uh, Tiger put it horrible today in the third round. Fred Couples was like me cut. last week. Yeah. He was making. He was leaving them all short. He wasn't, I mean, I don't know if he was striking the ball that well, but he was let down. He just out, he just could not make a free You know, Fred Couples commented earlier in the week that Tiger wasn't putting much. Obviously, there's something going on. He must not feel comfortable, especially bending down to read the putts. You wouldn't think standing there would be such a big deal putting, but I just don't think he's being able to put in the grind and the practice. You could tell he was a little off helter-skelter. And, you know, he did say, though, that as time goes on, he will feel better. So... We'll see in a month if he shows up in Tulsa for the PGA. Um, tomorrow, I have a hunch he's going to do a lot better than what he did today. I think he'll putt a lot better. Um, but I think... Well, he just did the same thing all day. He just left everything short. He left every iron short. He left every wedge short. He left every putt short. He's playing like he's a shot off the lead, but he's actually like 15 off the lead. So why are you afraid of anything? I don't really understand. I mean, I play afraid, but like... I have no reason to. Every single time I go out there, I'm like, why am I afraid of leaving a putt short? I agree. I mean, he his putting, it was rough. It was rough to watch today. But again, in the end, the golf world won because Tiger Woods is going to win again on the PGA Tour. He's going to get the most wins ever, which we all wondered if that would ever happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, he showed that at age 46, whether it's 47, 48, 49, or 50, he's probably going to he's gonna have a chance to win another Masters or two for sure. I mean, he loves this course. Um, the I course, hope he's healthy in 365 yeah. days from now. The course Because is, if he does, I think he just has just as much of a chance as he ever did to win the Masters. So Yeah, the course is not too long, not too tough. This course, again, relishes people who know it, who can sense it. Again, I think that's what hurts Tiger Woods, like you said. Sometimes he thinks... Oh, this putt's going to be super fast because he remembers it from three years ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Tiger, just hold off there. Um, so, anyways, that was obviously and will be the biggest story coming out of this no matter who wins. I know Scotty can win four tournaments, be the number one player in the world, win his first major. But in the end, Tiger Woods stole the show and de- deservedly so. I mean, the man literally almost had his leg amputated not too long ago. And now he's walking the toughest golf course in the world for several days in a row. Um, he hasn't played a PGA Tours event since, what, the 2020 Masters in November during COVID year, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because all last year's 2021, he didn't play. He got in an accident in February. He didn't play any events between I don't think so. the Masters and, no, and I think no. that was his last tournament. It, or yeah. it was pretty close to his last tournament, folks. So Yeah. Um, yeah the only thing I can think of is maybe like Torrey Pines in January, but that would be it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if he was healthy. Yeah, because wasn't that that's where he was coming back from, wasn't it? During the accident, 
He was, was going there or something. I don't know. It might have been Tory Pines, and then he was driving yeah. Riviera, or he was doing yeah, something. So anyway, he basically chopped his leg off. Yeah, and he hadn't played in two years. So again, these guys are playing at golf every day, um, practicing nonstop, and yet Tiger Woods is still beating the crap out of them. So uh, it's pretty good to be a Tiger Woods fan. I think it's. You said it with that bionic body of his. Like, it's not. <laughs> I don't know what they've all used to put that man's body back together, but give me some of it because I'll take it if it's going to prove my golf game like that. I mean, he. Um, give me whatever you want from him. I'll take it at this point if it makes me a better golfer, you know? It's all about shooting lower scores. That's right. Just let me shoot those scores and I'll be happy. So that was story number number one with an asterisk next to it. Next, the golf course itself, obviously Augusta National. They got a ton of rain. I told you I thought the scores were going to be low. Well, you were wrong. I was wrong. They took that those greens and they sucked the moisture out of it with the sub-air systems that they put in years ago at the Masters. Um, the wind, obviously, the cold temperatures came into play, but I'll tell you what, Augusta's looked tough. I know they've made some changes. They really haven't mentioned much of the changes. I don't really think they – I think you and I were talking about the only change that I think affected the golf course is 15, the par 5. They made it longer, and they took away all the fun. Um, everyone's just laying up and hitting a wedge to the green. I mean, part of the fun is having them go for the green, and whether you hit it in the water short or hit it in the water long to 16, um, they kind of took the, the fun out of it. Now, the green today – Yeah. The green today was dynamic. Um, well, it's uh, always they always they definitely dynamics. took the fun. I mean, if the pit wind's blowing into them, move it up. Could you imagine if guys would have been instead of two fifty four out two thirty two twenty five, and it would have tempted them to go for yeah. the green? I mean, yeah, if they were two twenty five out, I don't think many guys on the tour would not go for it. No, but I mean, imagine how many would have hit in the water. I mean, well, yeah, there'd been a lot of them hit. I mean, there'd yeah. been a lot of them that would have hit the water, but they wouldn't have second guessed the chance exactly. of trying it at least. So, I think Augusta kind of deflated the balloon there a little bit too um but the golf course uh, again it's not the longest golf course in the world um it's not the tightest golf course in the world but without question it is the most it is the best golf course in the world and um i think it showed today why people just love it i mean it it produces great shots we've seen eagles at 10 which is supposed to be the hardest hole on the golf course um you see some birdies all over the place you, you haven't seen many. I mean, like I said, think about the Eagles. The Eagles have come on, <laughs> two of them on the 10th. And I don't even know there's Joaquin been two. Joaquin Nimoy holding out on nine. Yeah, I don't even know there's been two Eagles on 15 all week. So you tell me, something's going on there. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, they set some of the flags up with the hole-in-one yesterday from Stuart Sink. And, again, it's going to be that traditional Sunday hole location, and everyone's waiting for Vern Lundquist to call hole-in-one. Seems like he does every Sunday at the Masters. Um so I think tomorrow we're going to get the fireworks back. I, I think the carnage and uh, holding on for dear life is going to end tomorrow. I think the Masters will open it up and let it go for sure. Yeah, I mean, when in doubt, let it out. You know, they got to go guns blazing, go knuckles deep. Yeah, Just let them play. Let the fans see what they want. They want to see birdies. They want to see eagles. They want to see some excitement. I think we've seen enough carnage for three days. I think it's time to to let some players go low. And I don't know, maybe somebody goes out and shoots a 62 miraculously. You never know. I mean, crazier things can happen, but we'll see. Yeah. So I think the fourth story is what, what happened to some players. I mean, 
We could go through the list. You mentioned Roy McElroy saying, you know, you don't think he could ever win the Masters. He's basically just blah. Boom, I was right on that one. You were right. Right on the nose. I still think he can win the Masters. I still don't think he'll ever win the Masters. I don't care if he plays until he's 67. I mean, he's, he's never going to win the Masters. Backdoor top 10, and there's nothing And I'm not trying to say anything bad about Rory. I have respect for him, and obviously he's a great golfer. He'd kick my butt, even if I played from the women's tees, and he played from tees that were not even on the golf course. But, um, you know, I just I don't, I don't really expect him to ever win a Masters. He just doesn't have it. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many times he's going to win. I don't know. From here on out. Like, it's been a long time. anywhere, like any meaningful tournament. All the majors and the players. I mean, I don't really think he's going to win too many more times in his career. I don't know. He's he's definitely... There's too many guys that are just working harder at it that care. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't care, but the other guys on the tour that are working harder that uh, are making more of it, and it seems to bother them when they play bad. I mean, it seems... If him and I played tomorrow together, and I played bad and he played bad, I think I'd be more likely to be angry than him. Yeah. Because I played bad. I mean, I think that's been the knock on him from day one, that especially once he got his wife and his kid, like, golf was already not mainly mainly his number one focus, and then it became, like, the 10th focus. So, I don't know, just a different drive. It, I think that's what people have always thought. He had a different drive than, let's say, Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, interesting to see. He's backdooring a top 10. Nothing wrong with the backdoor. But um, nothing yeah. wrong with the top 10. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, you know, it's just it's going to be what where it is. Um What's what about our good friend Bryson DeChambeau? He's injured, shot twelve over. Wait, he shot twelve over. Twelve over for the first two rounds. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I think everyone has. Um, another guy that I know everyone's going to blame. He says he's injured and so on. But with this whole Saudi thing that came up, I mean, Bryson needs to look in the mirror. I think he needs to to figure out what's going on in his life. He had a ton of potential in the golf game. But I, I, he's slowly but surely kind of falling apart. I mean, it's, so is everyone that said that. Yeah. The Saudi tournament was theirs or yeah, whatever. Phil embraced it. Bryson embraced it. <laughs> who else embraced it? Who was complaining? Uh, oh, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, you know, Charlie was never a household name on any tour. But he always played good in the first round of the Masters. No, he always plays well in the first <laughs> round of everything, but, <laughs> but he doesn't know how to handle it from there. I mean, I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying I could either, but he definitely doesn't handle it well like the other guys. Um, so he wasn't really a guy that should be talking since they make $50,000 for a cut, making a cut. Um, shouldn't complain about the retirement that the PGA Tour gives them. But yeah, obviously Phil and, and Bryson did a lot of talking, and Phil not even playing. And like they said, he wasn't not invited. He just decided not to play, um, which is probably a good thing because he would have been booed off the first tee <laughs> if he would have played there. And Bryson, I don't know what to say about Bryson. He's just a, uh, I don't know. He's such a, I don't know. I shouldn't hate him, but I do. I kind of don't like him anymore. I hated Brooks, but I kind of like Brooks more than Bryson now. Something's going on for sure. Um, Jordan Spieth, you know, Jordan, I think, kind of had us thinking um, last year that maybe he had found his game. And the golf demons are in that kid's head. You know, I was watching him this week. He's got these backswing. He does that. He does that little, like, crossover backswing practice every time. It's gotten ugly, folks. I I have a – I feel kind of bad. I – I think he's his he's too much in his head. He's got too much raw talent. Hopefully he can get that worked out. But um, I don't know. I feel bad for him. He, he's definitely kind of falling off the face of the map. So I think his his day is just about done. 
Um, Dustin Johnson, kind of, I told you the last two days, he was kind of sitting back there as the wild card, and well, the wild card blew up. And just he, he obviously doesn't have his best stuff. I actually heard on the Golf Channel that he's struggling. He's not hitting many drivers. Doesn't have much confidence in. No, they said that he wasn't. He was in all three woods because he doesn't feel comfortable with the driver yeah. or something like that. So that's probably not. I mean, and that was one of his arsenals: hitting it long and straight, getting him some nice yeah, wedges. Long, long or wrong. Yeah, hey, with the game. I would never complain about being long. But anyways, um, I usually don't complain about that either because I'm not. But that's beside the point. So let's move on. Yeah, to you can barely hit over 200 on, off the tee. Anyways, let's go on to John Rahm. Um, that guy's become a basket case. But yeah, how many drivers you had in the last, last two, three years? A lot. Like seven? But hey, folks, I know what's going to be the feature group on Masters.com tomorrow at 10.50 a.m. Wow. Tiger Woods moved up in the tee times. John Rahm and Tiger Woods, 10.50. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just pretend like that's for the Masters title. Yeah. Those two. That, that's what people want to see the on green TV. jacket. Yeah. Maybe they can play for like an aqua color jacket or something, you know, yeah. like a yellow bluish jacket or something. Maybe a pink one. Pink, pink maybe. Maybe a rainbow. Yeah. Maybe a red jacket, you know. But um, so it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, John Rahm has um, – Everyone picked him kind of. He was the betting favorite. We talked about that. Kind of mm-hmm. I told you he wasn't going to win. So. Ah, yeah. And then, of course, Justin Thomas was my pick. And Justin just misses too many putts. I mean, number one, he wants to win. He's this erratic one. for a yeah. few. I feel like if he just toned down his swing just a, t- like a tiddly bit, he'd probably be a much better golfer. When he plays well, he plays extremely well. But when he's a little erratic with that swing, he's swinging so hard. I feel like he gets a little bit out of control and obviously then make, misses butts because he gets so angry. I mean, he used to be the guy that would swing and make a bad drive and then throw his club into the stands, remember? Yeah. On ex- well, I don't know if it's on accident, but he'd just fling it up there. So. He wants to win this tournament so bad, um, and yet um, I, I think it'll happen at some point for him. But again, he does miss a lot of short putts. He's, he's got to rein that in a little bit. will. Yeah, Will's well, Will's another one that his putting is is worse than both of ours. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I I would take him in a putting match any day. He is um he's rough, folks. I mean, he and he's so young. You think he'd be able to go somewhere and get this worked out? Go to maybe a Brad Faxon, one of the great putters in golf, and see if someone could give him some advice or something. He's too young. He's too good. Um, pretty pretty rough. And then my boy Harold Vardner the third. You know he um. That definitely is my boy. Yeah. You know, we talked about him maybe having a chance. Um, I I said he was my sleeper until today. Well, and I. He kept sleeping, though, today. He didn't wake up. Today he forgot to wake up. I thought he was one to watch. I told you this morning, him and Justin Thomas were my two to watch. He's kind of like Charlie Hoffman in the fact that I don't hate him, though. Um, I don't mind Harold Barner. He's a guy I'd root for. But, like, on a, you know, Thursday, Friday, he's up there. And then just Saturday, Sunday, he kind of just. You know, comes off the leaderboard. Yeah. So maybe as time goes on. Yeah. So um, tomorrow, 10.50, John Rahm, Tiger Woods, watching on Masters.com. Looks like a really good good mat- pairing for sure. Um, and the final group goes off late again, 2.40. So if there's a playoff, they're going to be up against some daylight folks. But Scheffler and Smith will tee off at 2.40, so that's pretty late. Um, so get all your stuff done. We're going to go golfing in the morning. And um, we'll all be home to watch the final round of the Masters. Um, so now, I guess it's time to kind of think. We've been had at least 45 minutes now to think about it. What do you think is going to happen? What What do you see between 
Scheffler is at the coronation and without question making him the best American golfer there is and maybe finally getting Scheffler the um, notoriety he deserves? Or do you think Cam Smith basically becomes now um, basically the best player in the world by finally validating, first of all, the Players' Championship now with the Masters title? What's your prediction? So, uh, um, it's kind of tough because I think you could flip a coin and really not be disappointed with either, you know, either player um, picking either of them. But uh, it's so tough. I feel like maybe tomorrow Scotty doesn't maybe get the breaks that he's been getting uh, this week. Maybe he doesn't catch a good, you know, a, a snap, smothered drive on 18, doesn't end up getting a chance to even make a bogey. Um, so I really like Cam Smith. Um, I obviously would root for Scotty just because he's an American. I would root for, I'll root for him all the time. Um, but I don't know. I'm just really liking Cam Smith. I picked him from the beginning. I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's a guy. I mean, I, I don't know if this is, makes any sense, but on, on 13 of the players when I was watching him on Sunday, I gained a lot of respect for him when he, he, um, he, I don't know how long the hole was playing, but the hole was, the pin was on the left. And I swear to God, I would have aimed probably at a minimum 20 yards right of the pin. And he hit that ball not a yard right of that pin. And it was just dead straight from probably, what, 175? I mean, it's just somebody that has tremendous confidence and he's playing really well right now. And I think he kind of likes the, the conditions. I think he's a guy that can shoot 63 tomorrow if he wanted to, um, if he was able to. So um, I think he definitely has the ability to shoot a number that um, will win, but I think maybe Scotty, but also be a testament to see what Sky does tomorrow. Uh, you know, a guy with the lead at the at a major who's who led this after the second round had to sleep on it. He's gonna have to sleep on it again. Um, you know, been by himself up at the top of the leaderboard. Um, so uh, I think it's a testament to see what will happen. But I think I'm gonna go with Cam Smith and kind of just go out there and just go for it and and say he's gonna win. Probably be wrong, but what's new? Well, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Scotty. I I guess three shots is a lot. Of course, Greg Norman lost that famous six shot lead to Gre- um to Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo. Sir ago. Nick Faldo. Yeah. Look at look at that shot right there. That's yeah. not the shot I'm talking about. But we're looking at uh, Cameron Smith on that Sunday green on, at the Players Championship. Um, I, I gotta go with Scotty. I, I think he can make enough birdies. Um, again, folks, I just, if I know if you're listening here and you care less about golf, I just wish people realized that these are really two of the best players in the world. I know they're not the stars that are going to get the ratings, but this is really as good as it gets. I mean, any other year we would love to have the number one player in the world, Versus the number six player in the world. Mm-hmm. If if this was Rom versus Scotty Scheffler, people would be all excited. If this was Dustin Johnson versus Scheffler or something, people would be all excited. But because it's these two names, I just I'm afraid people don't care enough about it. But they really are um, two of the best. I, again, I agree with you. I think it's a a, a throw in the air as to who's going to win. I respect that you're going to go with Cam Smith. I mean, who's, he was your horse to begin with, so you got to keep going with them. I'll go with Scotty. I, I think he can make the birdies. Um, I'll tell you what, though. If, if it comes down to 
Scotty's chipping has has carried him. I if if he gets a little shaky with this chipping though, folks, it could turn around. It could go ugly quick. So um, I think most importantly, I do believe we're going to have a very close match. I wouldn't be surprised if they're even up after nine holes. Um, and I think we'll have a duel down the back nine. So let's hope it's the Masters finish we want for sure. And um, we'll see where it takes us. So the other news of the day, for those um, on a very tragic note, Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State quarterback, led the Ohio State Buckeyes to quite a few victories and passed away tragically. We talked about him a few times here on the show because we were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think we talked about this just a few weeks ago, had Mitch Trubisky sign. They had Dwayne Haskins, and they have um, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Um, Dwayne now down Haskins. to two. Yeah, and Dwayne Haskins, um, unfortunately, was down there practicing with all the big players in Pittsburgh as they were getting ready to, I guess, you know, to see where the, that quarterback situation's been wide open since Ben Roethlisberger. Of course, myself as a huge Ohio State fan can remember quite a bit of Dwayne Haskins. Got to rub it into Steven when they hung 60-some on Michigan. When Michigan came into the horseshoe, that's probably Dwayne Haskins' most famous game, besides the fact the year before, I think, when he led Ohio's, Ohio State back um, in a win over Michigan in Michigan Stadium when um, JT Barrett, I believe, got injured in that game somewhere in the third quarter or something. Um, but, again, a sad day for everybody involved. And um, obviously now's not the time to go into how it was really going to affect the Pittsburgh Steelers backquarter situation. But I think you and I had said a few times, even if not on the podcast to ourselves, kind of like, why isn't Dwayne Haskins kind of the... the, the well, I mean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when Ben got hurt, I think it was this year, he was named to be the starter, Dwayne Haskins. And obviously I think anyone in their right mind would take Dwayne Haskins over Mason Rudolph, but... I think Mike Tomlin benched him because he was on his phone before the game during a meeting after he had asked him to get off his phone. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about him because I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about him. But I felt like he just kind of was a little bit maybe immature. Yeah. And I think maybe in college he was kind of more protected. And I don't know, maybe he was just a little more focused. Once you start making that money, you don't, you know, things go to your head a little bit more maybe. So obviously it's tragic with what happened. That's not like he deserved to pass away because of some of the immature decisions that he was making. But... Obviously, a sad day. Um, it's definitely a shocker when I saw that he had passed away. Um, so, well, he might have made some immature decisions. I think in reading everything I've been reading today, um, sometimes I think Dwayne Haskins gets caught up in the Cardell Jones effect mm-hmm. with some of the really idiotic statements that Cardell Jones has made about you know why he went to Ohio State and football and school and everything, and then it kind of got carried over to Dwayne Haskins. I think the two were completely different. Um, according to everyone I've read, Dwayne Haskins was, was a stand-up guy. People loved him. He had that infectious smile. Um, people really, he was always polite, respectful, listening to some of the commentators that interviewed him and tweeted about him today. Just, I think he got kind of caught up in the whole Cardell Jones things, um, with Cardell Jones being a little more immature, I think. Um, and, um, so it's a shame, I guess, as we get closer, because obviously after the Masters now, we're going to have to probably turn our focus to the NFL draft, which would just be two, two and a half weeks, weeks away. away. Um, so we're going to have to get into that. And I think we're all wondering if Pittsburgh was going to take a quarterback or were they going to run maybe between well, I think maybe, these two. You know, um, now, yeah, maybe have maybe a little more room for maybe, not even not like your first pick, obviously, but like a pick later in the draft yeah, to I just think, maybe try and get someone. I mean, because there's no one 
There's, I mean, not really a household name. I guess Kenny Pickett is apparently the most NFL-ready, from what I've read, that they say NFL-ready for the NFL, but I don't know if that says much. So, again, sad day for Pittsburgh, for Washington. They drafted him. The kid was from Washington, D.C. I think when he got drafted, everybody was excited because it was, oh, my gosh, the hometown kid returning to Washington maybe to save that franchise that has struggled to find a, a good quarterback for a long time. And, of course was a great Ohio State quarterback. Probably the best downfield thrower Ohio State has had maybe ever. Um, and Justin Fields obviously has become the closest thing to that. But Dwayne Haskins was a pretty much pure drop-back quarterback. He could scramble when he needed to, but without question will go down in Ohio State um, history for sure. Ohio State, we talked about Michigan's spring game a couple weeks ago. Ohio State spring game is this Saturday, and I'm sure – It'll be very heartfelt emotions um, when everyone thinks about it. He was just on the team a few years ago. So um, a sad day for everybody. Um, and, um, you know, all you can do is, um, you know, remember who he did, remember who he was, go on Twitter, take a look at some of his um, highlights, and um, I guess smile about all the good things he did as well. So um, sad day for everyone involved, and um, but definitely a, a new story, especially – as we are Ohio State Michigan fans here um, with Dwayne Haskins. So, yeah, I mean, I think part of our attention is going to have to turn focus to um, the NFL once we get done with the Masters here. Things get a little quieter for a while, um, so we'll definitely get there too. So, anyways, it's definitely going to be an interesting um, definitely going to be an interesting Sunday. We're all looking forward to the Masters. Um, any final thoughts, Stephen? Uh, it's sad that the Masters is 75% over already, so, um, but, you know, there'll always be next year, uh, there'll be the PGA in May, the, uh, U.S. Open in June, and then the British Open in July, and then, I guess, the Tour Championship is what, in, like, September, yeah, August, something like that, that and then it's winter, Yeah. at um, least for golf season-wise. What's your prediction for your golf round tomorrow? I'm going to kick your butt again, just like I did last weekend. Um, continue my dominance um, as a golfer over you. Uh, just destroy you like I do every time we play. Um, just going to kind of fall into kind of be a real snooze fest on the back nine as I'm just kind of I'll probably about like eight or nine shots by then. Well, if anybody wants to come out, we're going to be at Mommy Bay, 10 o'clock. Hopefully there's not much frost, um, but the sun will be shining. There ain't going to be anybody teeing off, I don't think, between us. So we'll be able to finish a golf round nice and early to get back to watch the final round of the Masters. So until then, folks, we're going to leave you with a great melody. It's Masters week. It's the greatest week of the year. But tomorrow now is the saddest day as the Masters ends. So go, Scotty. Go, go Kevin Smith. Smith. It's the Masters. <laughs>